Bible with me to the book of Luke, chapter 17. I want to talk to you about how God wants to answer your prayers. Can somebody say amen to that? Boy, that's... God wants to answer your prayers. You know, your prayers are not going into a I'll get to it box, right? You know, what you're desiring for the Lord to do is not going to an I'll get to it box or um, I'll open it every now and then. You know, God is not checking his emails once a week. You know, God is literally, at the moment that we are calling out to the Lord, his ears are open. How many know that? Now, here's, here's the big question. How many respond like it? How many respond like God hears us the moment we speak? Do you respond that way? Do you live that way? Because sometimes we get discouraged as if God doesn't hear us. Right? We, we, we start uh, grunting and we start complaining as if God didn't hear us. Right? We pray and then something happens 10 minutes later and all of a sudden we have the worst attitude on like if God didn't hear us in our prayer. Right? Or we, you know, it's, maybe you had uh, a court, you know, and, and you prayed before walking into court. God, you know, you hear my prayer, God. And then you walk into court and it doesn't go as planned, right? And you're like, oh, God, you didn't hear me, God. You know, no, he heard you. But thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Amen. His will be done in your life. And so I want to talk to you about God wanting to answer your prayers. But how many know God answers our prayers according to his will, not our will? Amen. So Luke chapter 17, verses 5 through 6 declares to us, The apostles said to the Lord, the disciples said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to the mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would, what? Obey you. It would obey you. Look what 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 declares about prayer. This is the remarkable degree of confidence which we have as believers. That if we ask anything according to His will, somebody say His will. What does that mean? His will means that it should be consistent with this plan and purpose. Amen? If we ask anything that is consistent with God's plan and consistent with this purpose, the Bible says God hears us. I want to just say this. Does God hear when it's not consistent to his plan? Oh, yes, he does. He still hears. He's a God that even hears what isn't his plan. But he responds to the prayer and the request according to his plan. So that tells us that we can pray all things that we want. But the one that has the mind of God will pray according to the heart of God. Let me say this again. He that has the mind of God will pray according to of the heart of God. Amen. You want to have your answers uh, prayed, your prayers answered, start praying according to the heart of God. Put your emotions to the side a bit. You know, put, put what you want aside. You know, erase the, erase the whiteboard. You know, and get into the prayer time with God and say, God, your will be done. Now, this is the request I have. This is the situation that I'm going through, God. Now, God, would you reveal as I pray, as I get in your presence, as I worship you, because prayers should have a great mixture of worship. How many agree with me on that? Our prayer life should have a great mixture of worship. It's dry. There's no water when we're not praying with worship. 
It's just words and, you know, rough, you know, roughness. You know, you, you got to add worship in your prayer life. Amen. Worship the Lord. Worship Him in His countenance. When you're right there, turn on some music. You know, for the person that says, you know, just pray, pray and pray and pray. I, I, I love when prayer is mixed with worship because worship sets the atmosphere. Amen. It sets the atmosphere. And when we pray it, it, it declares the promises of the Lord. So we're setting an atmosphere with God's promises. Amen. And so this is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to that we have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You know, I believe with all of my heart, church, in this statement, uh, that it's going to possibly get some people uneasy with me tonight. But it's the truth. And I want to give you the truth. Your attitude in your prayer life. Your attitude in your prayer life can either be a bridge for a miracle from God or it can either be a closed door from God. The way you pray, the way you posture yourself before the Lord can either be a bridge for a miracle or it can be a closed door in your life. We got to start reflecting on how we're coming before God. Are we coming demanding or are we coming receptive? Are you coming saying my way or the highway? Or are you coming before God saying, God, I don't even have a way. I need a way. Could you teach me a way? And so your attitude can either be a bridge for a miracle or it can be a closed door before God. But what can we learn about how God wants to answer your prayers? Number one is this. God wants Quality over quantity. I cannot stress this enough. God wants quality over quantity. There are two things that the Lord desires of you, and we read it in John chapter 15, verse 7, if you would go with me there. Again, that's John chapter 15, verse 7. John chapter 15, verse 7. Two things. That the Lord desires of us. That was an amen in baby talk. That's all right. That's an amen in baby talk. <laughs> Don't stop that. I like amens. I, I always like because the children are, are my best audience. You know, they're, they're the ones that, that root for me <laughs> when I'm preaching. But uh, John chapter 15 verse 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Somebody say, if I abide in God. And if his words abide in me. Check it out. Ask whatever you wish. Wow. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Two things that God says. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. This, teach, this, is, a, this is a powerful revelation here because God is saying, if you abide in me, it's a choice. God does not force us to abide in him. He says, if you abide, in other words, if you choose to abide in me. He says, well, God, what do you give me then? If I abide in you, what do you give me? I give you my words. Amen. Amen. I give you my words. And which words are we talking about? We're talking about these words. I give you my words. But more than anything, it, they are the words that are behind these words. You're saying, Pastor, I don't understand you. Did you know that God speaks Revelation. In secret, 
with the words that we read in his word. So God gives us his word to get his words. Let me say this again. God gives us his word to get his words. That's why you can give an unbeliever a scripture and they don't understand it. But you read the same scripture so plain. Same words they learned in preschool and in elementary and in junior high and in high school. But there are words, spiritual words behind the words. And God is saying, look, if, if you abide in me then, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish. That is why people don't understand why you pray God's will. And you're not praying for what you want. Have you ever had somebody tell you, no, don't, don't pray what you want. Pray, you know, pray what you want. Don't pray, you know, God's will. Or, or they're saying, be, be, be exact with what you want from God. But sometimes saying, what you want is not what I want. And if you're always praying what you want and what you want and not praying God's will, right? Not praying God's will. And, and we read those words there that say, ask whatever you wish. We sometimes say, well, I'm going to ask whatever I want. Well, not everything's going to be answered because it is according to his will that we ask. Don't, don't go off on that because it would mean that, you know, the drug, ad, the, the drug dealer can say, you know, bless my business, God. You know, ask whatever you wish. That, that, if we want to put it like that. No, we have a concept that God is saying, look, ask something righteous. But then he goes further. Ask not something only that's righteous. Ask something that's in my heart for you. God goes further. You can't ask him for just anything. And that goes in a deeper way. That whatever you ask him has to be on his heart towards you. Sometimes, how many are geared to this? We pray what's on our hearts. And we skip what's on God's heart. We spend an hour in prayer. Come on, somebody say quantity. Somebody say quantity. We spend an hour in prayer praying our will. That's, that's why I don't believe in quantity so much. Because you can pray small things for a small amount of time and touch the heart of God and see miracles on your behalf. I don't care how much you pray for what you want. If it is not on God's heart for your life, you can pray for it for five days straight. I don't know how many hours that is. That would be 24 times five. I'm not good at math. I failed it twice. But it's a lot of hours. You are not going to change God's mind about what is his will for your life. So that tells me that quantity does not govern the heart of God. Quality, quality touches the heart of God. And I pray that it would begin to change the way that you approach God. If you got five minutes, you wake up, you say, God, you know, I'm giving you my first Minutes of my day and let it be just five minutes. But if you're praying the will of God in five minutes, the glory of God can come down in your life. You might say, you know what, Lord, I, I just got to work, but I'm going to give you my first minutes before I walk into that office, before I sit down in that, uh, uh, that desk, before I spend time with my customers. I'm going to pray before I walk in there. And it might just be three minutes. I promise you, I give you my word. I don't deny it. I give you my word. You can take it to the bank that God. God will bless your day. God will give you peace in that office. God will give you peace with your co-workers. God will give you peace with those clients that come on inside. Why? Because you gave God quality instead of quantity. 
If quantity was on God's mission from us, then he would have said, you know, I want sacrifice more than obedience. It's hard to give God obedience because that's your heart. It's easy to give God sacrifice because that is your goods. Your heart is hard to give God. Everybody wants to give their goods to God. Well, I'll give you a piece of this and I'll give you a piece of that and I'll give you a piece of that and I'll give you a piece of that. God says, no, I want your heart. And, and God doesn't say, I want your heart so that you would feel like you're uh, a slave. No, God wants your heart because that is the only way that heaven can be opened in your life. Let me say this. God wants your heart because that is the only way heaven can be opened in your life. Blessing can be open in your life. The favor of God can be open in your life. God's goodness can be open in your life. God's greatness can be open to your life. And so I, I say this, you know, God wants quality over quantity. And here in John chapter 15, two things, two conditions are given for answered prayers. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish. Ask whatever you wish. What does abide in him mean? If you abide in me, he says, if you abide in me, what does abiding in him mean? It means maintaining connection to God. Maintaining connection to God. Union with Christ, which is described as a life-giving connection. And church, if there is not connection, there is no life. we got to get this. If there is no connection to God, there is no life. And if there is no life, there can be no fruit. Look at this. We are literally dead if we're not connected to God. Right? How many agree with me on that? But look at this. Better, I'm going to go even deeper. He's... Your life support. I'm going to put it like that. You know, it, it, it's, it's sad, you know, when we see somebody on life support. But I want you to know how important it is to be connected to the vine. Because when you're not connected to the vine, you disconnect from life support. Now look at this. You can only breathe so many amount of times when you're off life support. Then your food runs out. Then your sustenance runs out. Then your strength runs out. Then what, is, what belongs to you runs out. Look at this. God wants us to remain on the life support. Because without Him, look at this, we can do nothing. We all know that verse. Without Him, we can do nothing. And I don't know how, how people try to abide away from God. Trying to exist and bear fruit without being connected to the vine. You can only hold your breath for so long, church. You can only go so far before the battery runs out. And we must maintain connection because he is our life. You, 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 um, if you ever see me speak to somebody that has uh, or evangelize to somebody that uh, maybe doesn't go to church or doesn't know the Lord, I always bring up this one point. This is one important point for me. And I say, look, do you believe in God? I, I, I've dealt with some people that said, no, I don't believe in God. You know, I'm atheist. But for the most part, I hear people say, I do believe in God. I believe in God. Look, I'm not taking away from people. They believe in God. But I want to align the way that they believe in God to see it as the word of God. Right? So I say, okay, you believe in God. I say, so if you believe in God, everything you have in your life belongs to? They go, God. I go, what do you own? Uh, well, I'm paying a car. Okay, the car belongs to? Oh, well, it's God's. I said, what else do you own? Um, a house. Okay, your house belongs to God. He answers God. 
Okay, so you wake up in the morning and you breathe air that belongs to God, right? That must mean that not giving God our life, we're in a lot of debt with God. Just by breathing the air and the substance and the power to stay alive of God's mercy, I think every one of us, even my hands included, we owe God. I mean, we are in debt with God. How many times should you have died? <laughs> and God kept you alive. You're so in debt with God, but yet God says, look, you know, you, a it is a choice to be a slave to Christ. You see, the devil entices us and we become slaves to the world. That's why we want to give up, you know, drugs and drinking, yet we go and spend all our check in the bar. Right? We spend all of our check on things that don't gratify. And then we get to God. And this is interesting. To have the world, you got to give up all of your money. You got to give up all of your family. You got to give up every good thing in your life. You got to sacrifice it to have the pleasures of the world. And when it comes to God, you ask anybody, what does God want? Our hearts. And if we find it so hard to give God our hearts. Something so easy to give. We would rather spend our life wasting all of our money getting pleasures that don't last. Instead of giving something that is already God's. Giving it to God. And having the peace that we want in our life. We would rather spend all of our check. We would rather spend all of our strength. Or am I making sense tonight? We would, rather, we would rather go bankrupt in everything of our life and not give God our hearts. God is saying, look, I, I, I want your heart. And you want, you want me to start answering prayers? Give me your heart. Wherever you want me to start answering prayers, give me your heart. You want me to start answering prayers in your family? Give me your heart for your family. You want me to start answering prayers for your children? Give me your heart as a parent. You want me to start answering prayers in your business? Give me your heart for that business. Give it to me. You want me to start answering prayers in your marriage? Give me your heart in that marriage. Give me your heart. That is the key for me to start answering prayers in your life. Because what good does it for God to bless us and us still be rebellious to the blessing of God? Be rebellious to God, that God would give us the car that we wanted, that God would give us the house that we wanted, that God would give us restoration in our marriage, and you know, and God would give us restoration to the things of this life, and we still don't give them our hearts. We still stay rebellious, blessed. Come on, somebody. And some of you can attest to being rebellious still, and God still blessed you. So that you would learn, look, give God your heart. You want God to start answering your prayers maintain connection to God maintain your connection to God not only maintain your connection to God maintain your dependence on God that's what it means to abide in God maintaining dependence note that the branch is dependent on the vine but the vine is not dependent on the branch the branch actually gets its life and power from the vine and without the vine the branch is what useless that's what the Bible says Lifeless. It's powerless. Now look at this. As the sap flows from the vine to the branch, it is supplying with it with, it, with water and minerals and nutrients that make it grow. And as believers, we also receive the sap of Christ's grace through our life-giving connection to Him. 
That's why we grow. Can somebody say amen? That's why we grow. Because we are connected to the vine. The sap of Christ is flowing to us, creating sustenance for us to grow. The fact that we are connected to him, we got life. Our life and the fruit of the, this life relies and is on dependence of God. Seven, uh, Psalm 73, 25 and 26 declares, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. Who the psalmist David said? My flesh and my heart may fail. How many fail? How many fail? My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my what? And my portion forever. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Live like that. Like if God is the strength of your heart and your portion forever. He's the strength of your heart and he's your portion forever. People are going to fail you. Things are going to close up on you. People are going to turn their backs on you. Man, you're going to be uh, 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 taken advantage of at times. But look at this. As long as you're connected to the vine, I don't care how much wrong people do to me. I don't care how much wrong people speak against me. I don't care how much evil they intend to do against me. When, when evil comes against me, I'm blessed double wise. Amen. That's, I, I get double for my trouble in Christ. That's something that I don't get being in the world. When somebody does me wrong in the world, I lose out. But when somebody does me wrong in Christ, God just blesses me twice the amount that, I, that the enemy thought he stole from me. I don't know if anybody can attest to it, but I can attest to that many times. People have taken advantage. People have taken. You know, people have, you know, I've paid stuff and, you know, I didn't get what I asked for in return. And some would say, you know, take them to court. No, God, I leave it in your hands. Then all of a sudden, what they thought they want from me, God just blesses me with double, triple. Why is that? Because God is a righteous God. And when we're connected to him, nothing unrighteous can happen on his watch. Let me say that again. When we are connected to the vine, when we are connected to Christ, we are never, ever left uh, abandoned, you know, to be taken advantage of. God is our defender. He is our mighty right hand. In him we put our trust. We're never taken advantage of in God. I don't cry or sob for those who do wrong. I don't even envy those who gain in wrongdoing. I say, God, you are the blesser of my life. You are the door opener to my life. You are the health giver to my body. Come on, somebody, bless the name of the Lord. My dependence is on you. Even when the world does me wrong, my dependence is on you. The fact that we are connected to God, we got life. Start living like you got life in Jesus. Not, you don't got no life from the world. Your friends don't give you life. Your job doesn't give you life. Your family doesn't even give you life. You got to start living like only God gives you life. Like only in Christ there is life. Like only in Him there is life. Man, I feel the unction, anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because some of you today, you're, you, you've, you've forgotten that Christ is your life. He said to me, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one gets to the Father except through me. He said, I am the life. If we want God, we got to have Christ as our life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's easy to say, God, you are the way. It's easy to say, you are the truth. But it's hard to say, God, you are the life. Christians find it hard to say that he is the life. But guess what? He is the life. He's the reason I wake up in the morning. 
He's the reason I lay my head down to sleep so that I would gain, regain strength to do his will the next day. Come on, somebody. Bless the name of the Lord. He is my life. He is my life. He is my substance. He is my dependence. I depend on him. Everything I am comes from him. Everything I will be comes from him. Everything I will accomplish comes from him. Come on, somebody. Bless the name of the Lord so that no one may boast in himself. But no, I boast the more all gladly in the Lord Jesus Christ because everything I am ain't even me. It's him. It's his glory in my life it's his power in my life it's his anointing in my life it is his glory in my life it is his grace in my life we ought to maintain our dependence upon God though my heart and my flesh may fail but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever maintaining dependence upon God means abiding in him and not only that maintaining continuance in him is abiding in God Look at what John chapter 1 verses 38 and 39 says. Again, John chapter 1 verses 38 and 39. I love this. These verses, these two, two verses here. 38 and 39. It says, John 1, 38 and 39. It says, Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means what? Come on, which means what? Teacher. teacher. That's what the Bible says. Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Look what they asked him. Where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying. And they stayed with him that day for it was about the 10th hour. And they stayed with him. Just understand this. Don't just get your blessing and leave. Don't, don't just get what you ask from God and walk away. Ask where he's staying at. You see, this is the beautiful thing about the favor of God. When God's favor is extended to us and we, we receive from God, it's so that we would ask the bigger question, where are you staying? Because if I can stay with you, I can have this as much as I want. That's why Peter gave up the fish. Because he knew that in God, he'd have everything he'd ever asked for. Why is it that we get from God and we run away? What a habit humanity has. We get from God and then we walk away. You ask for a job, God gives you a job and then you walk away. Right? You ask for love and then God brings you love and then you walk away. Just let me burst your bubble. Is that okay? Oh, no. Please don't pass. Don't burst my bubble. Don't burst my bubble. I'm going to burst your bubble. Look, you got it from God, and it will probably last for a couple of weeks, but then you're going to need to come back for God, to God to sustain it. Yeah. it. Isn't that interesting? It's interesting. Look at this. Because what you get from the world, you, get, you sustain in the world. Come on, somebody, somebody say, the devil does miracles too. He does miracles, and he knows how to keep him, right? But the concept is the same. When we are in Christ and we receive from God, what we receive from God needs to be sustained by the vine. Look, look, needs to be sustained by the vine. We ask from God, and then we walk back to the world we wasted in the world. God's saying, when are you going to stop wasting what has been given by God in the world? You know, I'm, I, I, I applaud 
Businesses that um, kept verses, you know, like uh, in and out. You know, they kept, they've always been a, a Christian company. If you look on the bottom of the fry box, you'll see John 3.16 on there, different verses. A Chick-fil-A, you know, Kanye West sang a song, close on Sunday. You know, you're my Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm saying? If you get the meaning of the song, it means, God, you're like that Chick-fil-A. I'm not going to sell out to the world. I made a promise to you, and I'm going to keep it. He's portraying that sometimes we make promises, and we don't keep them with God. And how many times do we make a promise to God and we say, God, you know, God, bless me with this. Open this door for me. Do this for me, God. You know, if you would just move this mountain in my life, God, I, you know, I promise you I'll do this. And then all of a sudden we get the blessing. Then we just become blinded Amen. by substance. We become blinded by abundance. We become blinded by goodness. And, and we, we forget the one who gave it. Amen. We put our eyes on the rain instead of the clouds. We got to keep our mind on the cloud. Which is God. Keep our mind on the creator, not the created. Come on, somebody. We got to keep our mind on the creator, not on the created things. Keep our mind on, on, on the one that gives substance, not on the substance that has been given. It is not our God. It comes and it goes. This life is but vapor. We're here one day. We're gone the next. What matters is God. God needs, needs to be our substance. God not, needs to be our trust. But more than anything, we need to maintain continuance. Isn't this such a pure word? Such a pure word. Because I don't want you to be so blinded by what the world can give you. I want for God to be everything in your life. But for every, God to be everything in your life. Look at this. He said, abide in me. If you abide in me. Right? If you abide in me. And he says, and my words abide in you. And my words abide in you. I can preach on that for the next three hours. What it means for the word to abide in you. What it means for the word. But I'll sum it up with this. Jesus Christ is the. Come on, somebody. Don't be afraid. Pastor David said it for you guys. Jesus Christ is the. Say it again. Jesus Christ is the. And from the word, we get that anointing that is Jesus Christ. The anointing we have in our life comes from Jesus. And the way we receive the anointing is by his word. Now look at this. He said, if my word abides in you. Do you know why you're blessed all that? Because anointing is in you. You got word in you. It's, your life is rema. Right? Your life is rema. It's word. Living word. If the word is not living in us, then what the word can produce will not produce. He said, if my word abides in you. Do you know what abide means? It's made its home. God is not renting. You're not treating God like you're a motel. No, he got permanent residence. I'll put like, quit dating the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him put a ring on it already. Straight up. Quit dating the Lord. 
You date him once a week. No, every day. I mean, abiding means it's continual. His word abides in you. I think this is the desire of every Christian that has come to know what? The love of God. You know that feeling you feel on Sunday mornings or when you're in prayer or when you're reading God's word? Don't you just feel so deeply in love with God? Does you feel so passionate about God? Those tears, you know those tears that come down your eyes and you don't feel that in the world. You don't feel that from what the world brings to you. What do you say to yourself when you're crying like that and you feel your hair standing up and you feel the presence of God? What do you, what do you say to yourself? I want this always. I, want, I don't want this to ever stop. If this could pay my bills, I would stay here. <laughs> right? If this could pay my bills, I could stay here. You're saying, so that means I got to step out of it. No, you take it with you because it abides in you. Here's the joy of having Christ's word in, abiding in you. That wherever you go, that favor, that glory, that power is in you. In everything we do, it manifests. In every person we talk to, it manifests. In every door we touch, it manifests. The word, active word, rema word, act, it manifests wherever we're at. If we're not abiding his word abiding in us. If his word is not abiding in us, we are fruitless, meaningless, futureless, purposeless. If the word is not livingly active in our lives, always. If it is not living in us, because Christ is the word. And that's why David said, thy word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee, O Lord. He said, according to your precepts. Why according to your precepts? He said, I sleep. I lay my head down thinking on thy precepts. I awaken in the dawn of the morning in thy precepts. Thy precepts, thy word is what he said. It is health to my bones. He said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. He said, my steps are ordered by God. And then on the next verse it says, and by thy precepts. Understand this church. When his word abides in you, success and blessing and greatness follows after you. But his word needs to abide in you. And when we're praying and we're Lifting up prayers unto God. He hears them all. Even the ones that aren't His will. And even the ones that are His will. But when we are praying. What is your attitude like? Because God wants to answer your prayers. God wants to answer your prayers. But what kind of attitude do you have? Do you have the attitude that can be a bridge for a miracle? Or do you have the attitude that ends up being a closed door? I want to say this. Maybe you feel like God is kind of holding something in your life. It doesn't mean you can't have it. He's just holding. He's, there's wisdom that still needs to be parted to you. Whatever that is, you feel like God is saying, look, you, you need to get this. You need to learn this. 
And it feels like instead of being blessed, we're going through a season of teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching. It's like we lose one thing right after another. And it was like, God, I've been praying for this. And instead of gaining, I'm losing. And it's not that God says we can have it. We can have it. But it's about saying, God, what is my attitude like coming before you? Am I praying your will or am I praying my will? I pray after tonight that every time you get on your knees, that you wouldn't start the prayer by saying, God, this need, Father, and that need. and No, praise God first. And then after you praise God, start asking him for his will. Start asking him for his will. Say, Lord, your will. The minute you want to say, God, and this is happening in my, could you do this? No, don't. God knows what he needs to do. He's, he's not, he doesn't need your help to figure out what needs to be done. You know, he's not like brainstorm with me. No, God's like, I don't need you to brainstorm. I just need you submitted and committed. That's it. Submitted and committed. I'll do the rest. Submitted and committed. And I will do the rest. I'll move the mountain. I'll bless your life. I'll open the door. I'll heal your body. All I need for you to be is just submitted and committed. Mio, would you help me out and play and minister? Submitted and committed. And, and I finished by saying this. God wants to answer your prayers. How many know God wants to answer their prayers? You've come with a prayer request tonight. Brother Josh, if you helped as well. You've come with prayer requests tonight. You're saying, God, I've been praying this for weeks already. Maybe it's financial things or physical things, family things. But would you believe tonight with me that I say God wants to answer these prayers? God wants to answer them. Maybe you're venturing in something new. You're asking for God's wisdom to lead you in something new that you're venturing out in. A business, whatever they go, you're investing somewhere. Or you want to invest somewhere. You see, you see an opportunity for yourself. Why don't you pray God's will instead of saying, God, do this. God, I need for you. to." Don't ever say, God, I need for you to do this. God doesn't need to do anything. God just wants to answer our prayers according to his will. Amen. Somebody say, according to God's will. Come on, stand to your feet with me tonight. What do you say? According to God's will. According to God's will. It's your breath. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath 
in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. Say, and great are you, Lord. Come on, say it to him. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. And great are you, Lord. You give life. You give life. You are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Say, great are you, Lord, and great are you, Lord. It's your breath. It's your breath in our Come on, say it. So we, we pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath. Come on, say it. In our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. Come on, say it. So we pour out our praise to you. Oh, come on, say it. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in so we pour out our praise to your Great are you, Lord. Can we say all the earth and all the earth will shout your Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing and grace. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing, and great are you, Lord. All the earth said, all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing, and great are your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only and great are just raise your hand with me right now by faith. Raise your hand. Father, you see every need right now. And in the power of your name, God, 
because our hearts are submitted to your will tonight, God. Would you begin to meet every need, every need of health, every need of salvation in our families. God, every need of deliverance right now, God. Every need of chain that needs to be broken right now, Father. By the power of the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we are submitted to his will, submitted to thy will, God. Lord, would you begin to break chains? Would you begin to heal bodies? Would you begin to set the captives free? Lord, would you begin to turn sadness into gladness? Mourning, Lord, into joy, Father. Give us the, 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 the robe of, of, of righteousness, Father God. Lord, give us that robe of joy, Father God, of praise and honor to your name, God. Lord, I just begin to speak in advance, Father God, of healing. We're coming out healed tonight, Father. We're coming out restored tonight, God. Lord, when we go back to our jobs tomorrow, a victory, Lord. Miracles, promotion awaits us as your people, God. Blessing awaits us, Father, as we walk out, God. Lord, we give you thanks and honor, God, for you are the God of power. You are the God of sustenance. Lord, in you, Lord, Lord, we abide, Father. Your word abides in us, Father. Lord, we know we are nothing without you, God. Apart from you, we are nothing, God. But in you, we are everything. We have everything, God. And Lord, we lift up holy hands unto your name, God. Bless us, God. Pour your blessing upon us, Lord. We receive it with open hearts. With open hearts, God. Lord, set us up for blessing, God. Set us up for open doors. Set us up for favor, Lord. Set us up for abundance, God. Set us up for new things, Lord. New things coming our way, Father. Lord, our ladder shall be greater than our former, God. We give you thanks, God, because the best is yet to come, Lord. You are the owner of all the cattle, of all the gold, of all the silver. The hills are yours, Father. The mountains are yours, God. The ground is yours, God. And everywhere we put our foot at, Father, it is ours in your name, God. I just declare blessing over your people, God. Answered prayers, Father. Answered prayers in our family. Answered prayers in our children. Answered prayers in our finances. Answered prayers in Jesus' name. Answered prayers. And can somebody declare with me an amen to those answered prayers? Amen. 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 amen.